Welcome to Lineups, Locks, and Loot, where we're just three dads in a basement drinking beer, talking sports. Today's pilot episode is setting the tone for the upcoming NFL season with a little dessert at the end. I am Nick Dadig, along with Ryan Pettit and Matt Dumig Hillwig. Speaking of Dumig, he has a little secret for us. Guys, football's back. You, you don't say. Football is back. Tell me more. <sighs> football's back. It's the best time of the year. I think we're all pretty pumped. It's been a pretty crazy off season. You know, a lot of a lot of big names moving around, things like that. But we'll get into that. What do you got for us, Nick? Well, I looked into today's current news, and the only thing I got is Dwayne Haskins' estate reaches a settlement with the dump truck driver. Uh, so I'm going to kick us off oh boy. with our first topic <laughs> of the day, <laughs> which is uh, what NFL team had the most impactful rookie class following the draft. Who wants to take this one? I think we've got some options. Well, Daydig wrote his name down first, so <laughs> don't you care about the script? <laughs> uh, I wrote the Philadelphia Eagles. Pains me to say another Pennsylvania team, other than the Steelers, uh, but for good reason. Uh, they took Jalen Carter. Crime doesn't matter. The guy is explosive. He draws double teams. They lost Hargrave in free agency. Uh, their defense was solid. They're a Super Bowl contender. They needed to fill that big gap, and uh, he's a big boy to do that. Additionally, they took Edge Nolan Smith. Uh, he's number one over, overall recruit in 2021. A peck injury, injury set him back. However, in the combine, he ran a 4.3940. That was the fastest of any defensive player that's not a defensive back. Let me say that again. Fastest defensive player in the combine, not a defensive back. 16th fastest overall, coming off the edge. Offensive guard Tyler Steen, Alabama's fourth in scoring offense. He was the left tackle for that, the blind side. But even more importantly, he began his career as a defensive tackle at Vanderbilt, transferred to be a blindside tackle. Shows you he's a quick learner, and he's going to be great for uh, Jalen Hurts and crew. Uh, Pettit, what do you have? Well... I want to start off by saying I disagree with your choice. <laughs> what was the uh, Eagles' record last year? I don't remember the regular season record, but uh, I think they may have won the NFC Championship. <laughs> so they were pretty good. I think they were 13-4 or 14-3. So They were undefeated for a long time. Yeah. So I think they did have a great draft class. But I have a hard time saying you have an impactful rookie class when you're probably going to have a worse record this year than last year. You impacted your team negatively. <laughs> but I still would give them one of the best grades in the class. I just don't think, especially with the harder schedule this year, that they're going to improve record-wise. So for my team, I, well, I too, I'm going to stick with the first one here. So I'm going to say the Lions. <laughs> so the Lions had, you know, they definitely performed above expectation last year, but they drafted Gibbs first, who was a reach by most people, but. I think he's the better version of DeAndre Swift. So with him and Montgomery kind of thunder and lightning, I, I think he'll have a great year. I drafted a linebacker second, which they need defense for sure, especially a guy that can tackle. And they drafted a tight end who's getting a lot of hype into preseason, Laporta, who hasn't moved up that high in fantasy rankings. But after trading Hawkinson last year, I think he'll slot in there nicely. Yeah, and to kind of jump onto Detroit there, I also had them on my list. I mean, they have Jameer Gibbs, Jack Campbell, coach's son. Come on. 
Um, <laughs> they did throw to a lot of their tight ends, I think, after they traded Hawkins and they used like 10 tight ends. Yeah. And you could, that they was, had a couple catch multiple touchdowns in a game. So it was anytime if, touchdown, all their right, random tight yeah. ends. So if the yeah. usage is there, Laporte is going to be a heck of a pickup. And then, you know, in the fourth round, they also got Hendon Hooker who before he got hurt at Tennessee was a Heisman candidate. Yeah. Who cares so. if he's 26? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. Um, I, I'm going to go ahead and guess that I had your other team that you had written down, Pettit. Uh, I took Seattle. Yep. Um, there are two first-round picks, mm-hmm. uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, I think he's the most talented wide receiver in the draft. Uh, Geno Smith kind of came back to life, played his best football since he's been at West Virginia last year. Um to go along with a good receiving core. They also got Devin Witherspoon, top cornerback in the draft. You know, Seattle's defense has always been kind of their bread and butter. They filled that up again. And then Zach Charbonnet running back to fill in behind Ken Walker, who is still kind of uncertain right now. Uh, they got another good running back. So, yeah, that's why I went with Seattle. Running backs just don't stay healthy in Seattle either. Yeah. I, I don't understand it. Yeah, I yeah. hear for a fantasy perspective that he's cannibalizing Ken Walker's touches, but – it makes sense for them. But I hated the Lions during the draft. I absolutely hated them. You get rid of Jamal Williams after hard knocks. You fall in love mm-hmm. with the guy. You get rid of him. You get rid of Swift during the draft. And what do you do? You bring in a running back. Mm-hmm. I just didn't understand getting rid of two, I wouldn't say talented, but players. <laughs> yeah. In with I mean, without knowing what Jameer Gibbs is going to be, like, I mean, you saw what he was in college, but it kind of feels like they replaced two guys with – the same two guys. I mean, David Montgomery kind of fits the same bill as uh, Jamal Williams, a little more shifty, can catch out of the backfield a little bit more. He's not just a between-the-tackles runner, but I think Gibbs and Swift are cut from the same cloth. But, you know, I do think Jameer Gibbs has higher upside than yeah. – than, uh, A lot of rumors from uh, Eagles camp that Swift's going to be the third down back. And uh, We're talking about Gainwell's going to be the lead yeah, or Rashard Gainwell. Penny? Yeah, Rashard Gainwell. Penny, Gainwell – so they Is listed, Boston Scott still there? They listed five RB1s on their depth chart. That's, that's how you do it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it doesn't matter. That's what they did last year with Miles Sanders, too. And it just it didn't matter. Yeah. I heard a stat with Penny that if he has 15 or more touches a game, he averages 7.7 yards per carry, <laughs> which is the highest of all time. So I'd imagine he gets the pure running looks. And I don't know. Swift, I, I guess he catches – Third and longs. So. If I target any Eagles running back, it's going to be Gainwell, just because the the upside there. You can get them in late. You can probably get them in yeah. the twelfth round. Yeah. I'll probably pick, draft them, drop them, and then regret it later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll have the one, you know, like hundred yard, two touchdown game on like seven carries, <laughs> something like that. Um, uh, with all this rookie talk, isn't our uh, listener question of the week rookie related? It is. It is. So moving over on to our listener question of the week. Uh, you can submit your listener questions at, uh, on our Twitter account at Just3Dads. Our first question comes from Cody Odie 242 Cody asks, uh, other than Bijan Robinson, which offensive rookie will have the most fantasy impact this year? Good question. It's a good question, Cody. Thanks for, thanks for it. Uh, I'll, I'll kick us off with the uh, uh, probably an unpopular opinion, but it's but it's mine. <laughs> uh, uh, Quentin Johnson is going to be. Mine. Oh, it's a, so I'm. Uh, I was going to guess. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, I'm a I'm a huge Chargers fan this year. I think this is the year they turn it around. They could be Super Bowl contenders. It's the saddest and, thing I ever heard. <laughs> um, uh, high hopes, uh, but with with Kellen Moore at the helm, uh, they should be passing the ball more often. They they didn't necessarily need a wide receiver with Joshua Palmer being their third, uh, but but they went out and grabbed him. They grabbed him for a good reason because I, I believe Herbert's going to be airing the ball out a little more. They're going to be a high powered offense. And uh, with the risk injury, or injury risk of uh, of Keenan Allen, uh, Quentin Johnson could be on the field way more. And often. Mike Williams, and Mike Williams can't forget him. He he plays about seventy five. Yeah, I wish games, I had the but, uh, the stat in front of me. How many games <laughs> combined they missed last year? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think he's going to have a a pretty good year. Yeah, yeah, he was really good at TCU, um, which is surprising. I mean, with Max Duggan, and you know, it was kind of a one hit wonder, but uh, had a heck of a season last year in college i don't think it's impossible but just highly chargers man (laughs) well we can get into the try we'll second episode airing tomorrow just talking about the chargers (laughs) (laughs) and how disappointing they can be at times but um yeah i i'm kind of going the same route i i think you know the wide wide receiver position is becoming the most valuable position other than the quarterback um, but I'm not going to go with the most obvious pick a wide receiver. I'm going to go with a uh, Vikings draft pick, former uh, Pitt Panther and USC Trojan Jordan Addison. Mm. I think he steps in as wide receiver two right away behind Jefferson. Um, I mean, Jefferson's still going to get the majority of targets, but you know, if you look at years past with Adam Thielen, he had a lot of success up there. I think Addison's going to step right in and do the same thing. Yeah. Thielen just got a little old, couldn't keep up anymore. And yeah, yeah I, I agree. That's, it's a very good pick. Yeah, I like Addison too. Don't like Quentin Johnson. Yeah, you'll learn to like him. <laughs> yeah. To be a, clear, we do not like your pick. <laughs> your pick sucks. He was a freak athlete. And it's not because of him. Freak athlete that had a bad 40 and a tall guy that can't high point a ball. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, are we just doing receivers now? No, no, no. Who? No, it's all rookies. Other than Bijan Robinson, who yeah, okay. rookie so is going to have the best fantasy season? All right. Well, we touched on Gibbs and JSN earlier, so I'm going to pivot here and do Anthony Richardson. Ooh. I want to start this by saying I don't think he's going to be a good NFL quarterback. But in fantasy... Good start. <laughs> in fantasy, you don't have to be. Just look at uh, Justin Fields last year. If you're an athlete and run and the game plan's around you, and you start... Like, I think he's been announced to start a quarterback. Yeah, a couple days ago. Yeah, and Jonathan Taylor, he's hurt. He might not play, whatever. But he's – Richardson, I, you know, you could see him scoring eight-plus touchdowns and throwing some touchdowns. He's got Pittman and a little bit of uh, targets to throw to. But if it, just a pure athletic running quarterback means a lot in fantasy. I could see 800 yards rushing from him. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a ton of scramble yards. You know, like he's he's an improviser. But I think that was his exact like draft stock. Like the write up on him was like, I don't know, yeah. he could be great, he could be <laughs> terrible. I, it's talents there, but yeah. you know, so, does he have everything to put together to be an NFL quarterback? But like you said, it doesn't always matter. Yeah, you know, Justin Fields was like, I don't know what his, Justin Fields his, remind me of NFL Street if you ever played it. Right, just yeah. a complete. PlayStation One video games, just a straight just running around, gong show all the time. You. Yeah, like Mike Vick in Madden 2004. Yeah. <laughs> Back when you could actually run in Madden for quarterback right. instead of 300 pounders tracking you down. <laughs> right. Yeah. So Cody, thanks again for our listener question of the week. Uh, again, you can submit those questions on our Twitter. Excuse me, on X. 
<laughs> I'm going to call it Twitter forever. Mm-hmm. But on, on X, uh, at Just3Dads, um, we're going to ask what, probably every Tuesday after the week's kind of wrapped up, something like that. We'll throw it out there. But uh, yeah, please respond. Give us your questions, and we will uh, take a look and give them an answer for you. All right. Up next, we have... Player with a new home that will make the biggest difference, meaning what player was acquired via free agency, trade, you name it, who's going to have the biggest impact on their new team? Uh, Mig, why don't you kick us off with this one? I've got a couple here. Um, I'll just go with one for right now and then throw in my honorable mentions later. Um, I'm not going to take the obvious one because I feel like one of you guys are going to do that, but I'm going to stick with the Bears and go with DJ Moore. DJ Moore steps in and becomes their all-time leading receiver without playing a snap for them. <laughs> That's bananas. Um, but career yeah, yards, I, I, you mean? Right. Yeah, career. Yeah, career, as far as career, More like catches yards. Jeffrey? Yeah, huh. it's crazy. He's yeah, he's their all-time leading receiver. More in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but no, I think the Bears might surprise you a bit this year. I think Justin Fields is still going to kind of be the same same type of quarterback, but I think he's going to have a lot of big games. I mean, you saw in their preseason, I know it's preseason, but if you watch their preseason game, they hit a lot of quick screens. DJ Moore broke one for big chunky yards and a touchdown. Little Herbert broke one. For yeah, right, yards. exactly. So, um, you know, I think if Matt Eberflus, I don't know if he's their offensive coordinator, but he's their new head coach. Say I think three times fast. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I think if he can draw something up to make their offense work, I think DJ Moore is going to be the big catalyst for that, along with Justin Fields. That's why I went with him. Good, Good pick. pick. How you, about you, it? Well, I appreciate Meg for not taking the obvious choice, Gardner <laughs> Minshew. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll skip over him, too. Uh, I think – were you thinking Aaron Rodgers yeah. is the obvious choice? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's got to be with – the difference between him and anybody else. So Rogers didn't have a great year last year either, but I'm going to actually not pick him either. I'm going to pick another new quarterback who you might also say is not that much better than before, but Derek Carr. I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so Carr, you know, he's had his ups and downs, but he played for the Raiders his whole career. So you can't right. fault him too much for that. But he did have Devonte Adams last year. Yeah. He had Devonte Adams. He fed him too. He did. I mean, he did. forgot about the rest of them, but I think they, they got, you know, good receivers there, uh, pass catching running backs, and a good defense. So if he plays typical Derek Carr, even if he dumps it off like he used to, especially once Kamara's back, it's definitely a big improvement from last year. And in their terrible division, I don't see how they – Right, yeah. I mean, if they don't win that division, they've got some serious issues. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think Derek Carr is definitely an upgrade over – you know, the great Red Hope, Red Rocket, Andy Dalton. Um, Jameis, don't forget about him. No, I can't. Can't forget about Jameis. First 30-30 and 30 quarterback ever. So I had the, the same struggle Pettit did here. Uh, I was between Aaron Rodgers and uh, Mr. Carr. Gardner Minshew? I, 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 oh, Gardner Minshew, that's, that's too easy of an answer. <laughs> but uh, Aaron Rodgers, I did not pick him because, uh, honestly, I, I, he will make a difference. But the way the Jets are forming their team now, uh, I don't think he makes that huge of an impact. I think Mike White could have been thrown in there and, and been just fine. Uh, love so, Mike White. I do love Mike White. <laughs> <laughs> so I went with uh, Derek Carr as well. Uh, so I, I, I wrote down some stats, and these are – so the first number I'm going to read you is completion percentage, and the second number is uh, yards, uh, so passing yards. 
how he ranked throughout the years. In 2019, second in completion percentage, eighth in passing yards. 2020, 12th in percentage, 11 in yards. 2021, 7 and 5. 2022, 30 and 14. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to talk about 2022. But the <laughs> Is that when he broke his back or whatever? That's when uh, they, they, the coach pulled him aside and said, you have two plays. You hand it off to Josh Jacobs or you throw it to Devontae Adams. Do, do not mix it up. Do one of those two things. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what, what I'm getting at is is I think he's a good quarterback, and I think the Saints have some uh, legitimate weapons and Chris Olave and Michael Thomas if he stays healthy, even if he doesn't stay healthy. Turf toe serious dating. <laughs> you don't know what it's like in the trenches. <laughs> uh, Tamar Hamlin died on the field and came back sooner than – Michael Thomas did. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> uh, then Vegas thinks so as well. If you look at the Saints uh, over under and wins, it's nine and a half this year. Uh, that's up two or three wins from from the previous year, so they see it as well. And there's very minimal changes uh, for the Saints during the offseason with the exception of Derek Carr. So I, I'm going I'm to look forward to seeing him in a Saints uniform. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I think he has the opportunity to be good there. Like you just reading those stats, there's I, I would have never guessed you were talking about Derek Carr. I would have never guessed that he was second in the league in completion percentage ever. I just want people to even know and give him the yeah. respect he deserves. Well, I don't know if <laughs> being second in the league in completion percentage is a good thing because it just means you're a check down artist. That same year, though, yeah. eighth in passing yards. That means you have a bad defense. <laughs> <laughs> Garbage but time. I still like them. Yeah, no. A lot of I, good I also weapons. like when the Saints are good. I think it's back maybe because we were young when Katrina hit. New Orleans, but it just felt like it's like poetic or something. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. I had a couple honorable mentions that weren't, well, obviously I didn't go with a quarterback with mine, um, but one that I had circled, I couldn't pick him over DJ Moore, but uh, Brandon Cooks coming into Dallas. I mean, Dak's still going to throw 15 interceptions. I don't care what happens, but Brandon Cooks has been one of the top receivers uh, somewhere in the middle of the pack every year, his entire career. He's had great quarterbacks. He's had bad quarterbacks. He just produces. I think he steps into a pretty, you know, an offense that has a chance to be a high octane offense uh, in the Cowboys. I, I think he's going to be a nice fit there with Gallup and uh, CeeDee Lamb. It's uh, yeah, I'm waiting to see what the Cowboys do because they came out and basically said we're going to run the ball more often, pass it less. They basically got rid of Kellen Moore because he's scoring too much. It seemed like <laughs> so. I, I, yeah. I don't know what they're going to do here, but uh, by signing Brandon Cooks, it makes you think that. Maybe they are going to keep passing the ball. Yeah, right. Uh, you, you never know. Anything goes in Jerry world. All right. Uh, on, to, on to the fantasy world. Uh, so uh, who is going to be the fantasy dud of the year? Uh, that is a player that performs at least two rounds below their projected ADP. So meaning if this person was projected to be taken in the third, you should actually be taking them in the fifth because that's how they're going to end up point-wise. Uh, Pettit, would you like to kick this one off? Yeah, how many you want? <laughs> uh, one, but if you want to give more, by all means. I got three. I got three as well. <laughs> we might be uh, stepping on our toes here. but I don't think you guys are going to have mine. In fact, you might <laughs> slap me for mine. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so I'm going to start with Brees Hall. Okay. So I think you know, Brees Hall was great last year, mm-hmm. and I would have loved for him to never have got hurt because I love when there's more stud running backs. But – the injury he had, it's a two-year injury, and everybody's ever back after the first year. Just AP that one time was a freak. Yeah, and except for him. But right, he, he, but that's the only case. Yeah. You're allowed to do HGH and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but he's being drafted. He's a 34th overall RB13 
And I don't see how he ends up being a running back four or five or whatever that is. So I'd stay away from him, especially Dalvin Cook's there now, who I don't think it's got a lot left in the tank. But but he's then, still there, and then Michael Carter's still yeah, going to see the field yeah. too. So <clears throat> I'd stay away from Brees Hall. I also have DeAndre Swift. I touched on him earlier. He's being drafted 59th overall, which is slim pickings when you get to there. But with the rotation they always do there and the overlapping talents of other running backs, I don't see how he finishes anywhere near there. And I also have Michael Pittman, which I picked Richardson earlier. But (laughs) I still think Richardson could be a good fantasy quarterback, but I don't see how he could give Pittman enough touches touchdowns looks receptions or anything yeah i think if richardson's going to be your guy in fantasy it's going to be with a mix of his feet and that kind of eliminates all their targets yeah really it's being a viable option Pittman's getting drafted 74th overall so who else did you have that's all i got that's all you got that's all i got all right, so my first one is uh, we're going to stick with the Colts. Um, Jim Marseille's bringing it on himself. Jonathan Taylor. I think with everything going on, like on and off the field, uh, I think we have him here at RB6. I don't think he finishes there. Um, I mean, there's not even a guarantee he starts the season with the team, whether that be via injury or because he wants a new contract and requested a trade, all that kind of stuff. I think uh, JT's going to have a pretty hard fall this year. Let me ask you this. I I read something. I can't remember the the details of it, but he's in a position where they don't have to play him and they don't have to pay him. Is is this true? That's I mean that's what it seems like to me. Kind of reminds me a lot of the situation that Le'Veon Bell's in with the Steelers a handful of years ago. Uh, I think it's a little bit different of a situation, yeah, but not not too much. I mean, he was tagged. Yeah, but Johnson's or, right. Yeah, Taylor's still under contract. Taylor is still under contract. The Le'Veon Bell is disputed. Over. He's also on leave right now. Right. I don't know if you caught that. Right. He's and back. If you look at where the Colts are, I don't think the Colts are like anticipating being a top five team in the NFL this year with a rookie quarterback. I think they're fine with building around Anthony Richardson. And if Jonathan Taylor's not a part of that, I don't. It doesn't seem like they care too much. There's only one thing that can fix that: is uh, Jeff Saturday as a head coach again. <laughs> that was electric. <laughs> that was electric. Zero experience sitting on the couch. You're like, hey, you want to coach? He's like, yeah, all right, I'll do it. Um, second player I had written down was uh, Chris Godwin. He is, I believe, wide receiver thirty. I don't think he scrapes wide receiver sixty. And nothing to do with him. I mean, it does have a little bit of injury history, so there's a little bit on him. But, you know, with Baker and I think eventually Kyle Trask under center down there, there's no way there's any production out of any receiver from Tampa. But but I I singled out Chris Godwin. He plays slot almost exclusively. Baker can't see over the offensive line. So how do you (laughs) throw it to your slot guy over the middle? So I'm with you there. Right. Hate him. Um fantasy this year yes love him as a person great right guy. great guy great guy uh third on my list i had juju smith schuster shipping up to boston um playing with you know mac jones and company who uh, i don't think we need to talk about their offensive situation last year i don't really see that improving i don't think mac jones is the guy i mean he might be their guy might be bill's guy but um you know juju's gonna go up there and he's wide receiver 47 right now 109th overall I think he's going to be one of the bottom feeders, and I think he's going to be continually overdrafted in a lot of leagues. So uh, that's why I think he's going to be the bust. All right. What do you got, Nick? All right. So don't hit me. I might. All right. So I, I know I'm on the opposite side of the fence of just about the majority of everyone, but 
My fantasy dud of the year is Jamar Gibbs, previously <laughs> mentioned. Hitting's a zagger. All right, and here's why. Uh, so right now he's currently ADP of uh, 35, so third round, uh, RB14. So running backs he's ranked better than. Kenneth Walker, that's uh, number one running back for Seattle. They're going to run the ball, and he had an amazing rookie year. Joe Mixon. I don't necessarily like Joe Mixon, but right now there's no competition in Cincinnati who's found not guilty of all his charges. Uh, he's going to catch some balls. One charge. One charge. <laughs> Still got some more to go. Uh, Damian Pierce has some competition with Singletary, but right now he seems to be the lead back, judging by the fact that they're sitting him a lot of preseason. Aaron Jones, say what you want about him, but he's he's rushing for 1,000 yards almost every year. Miles Sanders behind that Carolina Panthers offensive line. Uh, and then Javante Williams, that's the roll of the dice right there with Javante. Uh, who knows how he's going to perform, but apparently he has some kind of uh, Wolverine blood in him where he's recovering from all those tears. Uh, but that's called HGH, David. We covered this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's currently who's ranked ahead of. Uh, so in addition to that, uh, running back 14 in 2022 had 205 fantasy points in a .5 PPR. 29% of rookie running backs have scored over 200 points. So is Jamar Gibbs part of that 29%? Only time will tell. Uh, but the buzz coming from Detroit is Dave Montgomery is going to fill that Jamal Williams role, that Jamal Williams role of 17 touchdowns. Right. Uh, so that is de facto. Uh, Jamar Gibbs fills the Swift role. I agree with you earlier. He's, he's, I think he's better in Swift. Uh, and he hasn't even touched the field yet. Uh, but still, Swift was not in that running. And uh, I just think the Lions are going to – I just I just don't see it for Gibbs. I think uh, some big things here is that Swift was drafted by a different regime than the ones currently in the Lions, so they didn't have him any loyalty. And Gibbs's draft capital is so high that they have to play him. But it really depends – if it's 0.5 or standard or one PPR, because if it's standard, I probably wouldn't touch them. But PPR 0.5, I could definitely see him getting 60 plus receptions. So your best ball lineup, Cesar. Yeah, I like, I like him in there. And then I could, like, I agree with you. Montgomery's probably gonna get the goal line work for sure. But if you're, you know, 20, 15, 10 yards out, it makes sense to have that dull threat receiving guy. So I think he'll really capitalize there. And your fantasy stud of the year, same criteria, but they're going to perform two rounds above their projected ADP. I got four this time. You want them all? Let's hear them. <laughs> Send them in. Probably, Probably be some more overlap. <laughs> Such a zagger. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, first one, I got Deontay Johnson. So that's good. Love that. Yeah, we. Uh, I accept. We're, we're Pittsburgh guys here, and yeah, Pittsburgh's kind of lukewarm with Deontay Johnson in general. But he had zero touchdowns last year, which will never happen again. Bananas. Yeah, but, and he gets a lot of targets. And if Kenny Pickett improves, he'll get a lot more receptions. Next one I got is DJ Chark. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he is on the Panthers now. Yep. Panthers got rid of DJ Moore, like we said earlier. Mm -hmm. They drafted a rookie who I think will do pretty good for a rookie. Um, but Chark seems to be the best guy with experience on the team. So I think he'll get a lot of looks. And he's been drafted 177th overall, wide receiver 68. 
So jumping up two rounds plus shouldn't be too much of an I issue. Guess if you're competing with Thielen and Mingo. It's yeah, it's not too difficult. But you also Adam Thielen. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got Miles Sanders on here too, which seems to be uh, polarizing this year in fantasy. But the Panthers ran a ball a lot last year. If you rostered Chuba or Foreman last year, you got some production out of both of them. Uh, Foreman's gone. Chuba's is still there, but Miles Sanders somehow in Philadelphia, he kind of got the rep of being the primary runner, not the receiving back, but he showed before he has receiving skills, especially in college. So I think they can definitely use him more in that regard. He's getting drafted 50th right now. Wide receiver running back. Oh, there he is running back 19. So when you're in the dead zone, like he is, you have some hits or misses, but I think that he is definitely a, have a higher floor and ceiling than some other people in that range. I'm probably going to have Miles Sanders in almost all my lineups. Yeah. Yeah, I try. You kind of have to reach for him, though, almost. Well, it depends where you draft, but I want him, but there's some people I would want before him, so it's tough with him. It's because of Miles Sanders I feel comfortable taking wide receiver, wide receiver in the first two rounds. Because yeah. people like him exist down there. And Gibbs. Gibbs, I'm not going to touch him. <laughs> James Cook, Phil Herbert, they're late round guys. Yeah, is that all four years? I got oh, one more. I lost count. James Cook. James <laughs> oh, Cook. I know you were going to say that. <laughs> Lots of James Cook hype this year. He's getting drafted below the other running backs we mentioned, and a lot of hype from uh, training camp. And they didn't pick up. I mean, they got Damian Harris, but. There's a lot of rumors they'd get Cook or Zeke or somebody to fill the role, but I think James Cook was brother Cook, not him. <laughs> but he looked good last year. He looked versatile. He's kind of undersized, but he can fill a receiving role, and I think he can run in between the tackles too. So on a high-powered offense like that, of course, Josh Allen's going to steal some touchdowns. But I still All think if – All of the rushing touchdowns? Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it's a uh, eighty mile per hour wind and you can't can't right. do anything but run it. Yeah. But uh, in the past, they've kind of done running back by committee. But if they've ever stuck to one, he's done really well. But they just don't do it that often. Right. I Which, think. Go ahead. I would say that's like kind of the theme of most teams now is a share of carries. There's no like bell cow backs anymore. Not really many, anyways. So what you said about Gibbs, I think, is accurate for Cook as well. At one point PPR, Cook's going to be an absolute stud. And point five will be a little different. So, uh, yeah, Josh Allen's still in touchdowns. But I don't know if you guys caught the buzz. Uh, so is Lat Murray. Latavius yeah. Murray still exists. <laughs> and uh, he, he's uh, he's been used as a goal line back a lot. You would think Damian Harris, he has been too. But uh, So James Cook seems to be first and second down, third down as well. But the goal line, it's... It seems to be going to Latavius Murray and Josh Allen, which which sucks. But I'm um, I'm sure James Cook will get his, and for how late he's going, absolutely worth yeah. the pick. Yeah, I think if you know if you're talking half point PPR or PPR, um, Cook's definitely the the choice there in Buffalo. But yeah, Buffalo just scares me because the you know they have such big play potential with all their guys. You know, new young tight end too. They um, confuse me. They, they score so many points, but only Diggs and Josh Allen seem to have. 
high fantasy production. Right, yeah. Like last year, you know, my sleeper of the year was Gabe Davis. I took him in a handful of leagues. And, I mean, he had his games here and there, but really wasn't the production, I thought. But they still put up a, you know, a ton of points a game until they didn't. <laughs> until they, until they kind of, you know, fizzled out at the end of the year. But, um, so, yeah, guys, I'm proud of us. We didn't have any overlapping studs or duds. Um, well, I didn't read my stud yet. Oh, you didn't? I thought you did. No, I didn't. Because hmm. you haven't gave me anything about saying another charger. <laughs> Are you going to say another charger? I'm going to say another charger. I need to know before you before you say it. This is going to be another charger. I have to go. <laughs> this All right, Daddy, let's get it out of the way. You go first. This is the year for Big Mike. <laughs> I will draft him every year. That's why you didn't bring him up earlier when you're talking about injury history like Keenan Allen. No, no, no. He, he's going to be fine this year. Because <laughs> Mike Williams. Yeah, history shows that's how it works. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Mike Williams is my fantasy stud of the year. Right now, ADP of the sixth round. I think you could draft him in the fourth round and be just fine. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'll probably take him in the fifth or sixth myself. Uh, but I, I, I don't have too many statistics to back it, other than Kellen Moore coming in. And I, I do believe this is going to be a pass-heavy offense. And uh, some wide receivers that are taken before him that are I, I think are – uh, not even close to his level. Uh, I'll give Calvin Ridley two years ago, but I, I don't trust him yet. Debo Samuel, uh, he's drafted high, but I would take Mike Williams before him. Debo Samuel's competing with Ayuk and McCaffrey and Kittle and Brock Purdy's your quarterback. Too many li- uh, liabilities there. Scary Terry McLaurin, great wide receiver, more talented than Mike Williams, but Sam Howell's the quarterback, and, and then he got competition as well. DeAndre Hopkins, DJ DJ Moore. <laughs> I take Mike Williams before him. Mm. Uh, Christian Watson and Drake Lundson are all going before him. But, uh, yeah, Mike, Mike Williams is my guy for stud of the year. Just like Najee was your guy last year? I thought you guys were about to give me the silent treatment. <laughs> uh, I, I, let's not I mean, get those wounds <laughs> of Najee Harris. I'm just going to I'm gonna put a timestamp on this, and I'm not going to forget. And the second something happens that the char- only the Chargers would do, <laughs> I'm going to remind you. <laughs> so you mentioned uh, Quentin Johnson earlier. Do you think that Johnson and Mike Williams could excel without injury? Or do you think one – you think one of the receiver needs to get hurt for one of them to really – So I, I think we're looking at I, – I just don't trust Keenan Allen's going to make it through an entire season. Uh, un- unfortunately, he's awesome to watch, but – uh, history tends to repeat itself. I know Mike Williams gets injured a lot too, but he almost made it through a whole season. Uh, Keenan Allen, uh, he's getting older, a little brittle. Uh, he's still a stud, but I, I think Keenan Allen's going to give at some point. And uh, I don't think Gerald Everett poses much of a threat to steal any targets. And So I think the trio is going to be great. And then uh, whenever one of them goes can't down. Can't forget about Eckler out of the backfield. Yeah. Taking catches yeah. too. Um. Yeah, I mean, Mike Williams is definitely talented. I think he's like an over-the-top threat that you could put up there with a lot of guys when he's healthy. That's the big thing. And, like, you know, usually I'd give you crap about (laughs) banking on an injury, but if you can bank on any team to have a significant injury to a significant role player, it's it's probably Chargers. So I don't think you're too far off there. I won't give you too much crap yet. Survive that round. We haven't even hit – Week two of the preseason. <laughs> well, actually, we did start last night. But um, so on to my stud of the year. I, I kind of went. I'm, I'm going to argue this because I don't think the jump's going to be 
two rounds up as far as drafting, but I do think this guy ends up in the top 10 of his respective position, and that's um, Alex Madison taking over the starting running back role for the Vikings. Um, went on the craziest, what, like 11-0 or whatever it was run last year. Um, I, I still think the Vikings are they're, they're going to be a solid team. I don't know that they win that division. I think I have Detroit winning that division, but um, – Madison's a bigger guy. He's not as versatile as Dalvin Cook was, but every time he's started in place of Cook, he's been great. Um, I think a lot of people are sleeping on him. He's right now, I believe, RB19, 57 overall. I think you'll find him somewhere in like RB8 to 10, and then maybe, you know, like 30 to 32 overall. Um, Like I said, it's not exactly two rounds, but I think he's going to be the biggest sleeper of the year. So Madison seems like one of those players that you either love him or you hate him. You're not like, yeah. I'm on the fence about him. It's I hate him. I love him. I love him. Yeah. I absolutely love Madison. But the thing that has me worried about him is Fournette and Kareem Hunt are still out there in free agency. And the Vikings have accepted visitors in the form of, yeah. uh, uh, who was it? Zeke? Did Zeke visit them? He did. Right. Yeah, I mean, I know he's with the Patriots right. now, but, but that tells me that they are they're open. Looking. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think, like I said earlier about like the running back by committee, I think, you know, unless you have that Nick Chubb, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, that's that's just how you're going to do it. Um, Why couldn't they sign Marlon Mack and call it a day? <laughs> <laughs> Mack was signed. I know. I saw Where's that. I wish, Achilles, I think. I wish Another it was with Achilles, the – the same one? I don't, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, don't I like know. that pick, too. It's, it's weird because the previous years, Madison was always the top one, two, three handcuff to get. And people always rostered him a wasted roster spot all year as a handcuff. So you would think that when he now gets the number one role, he would just slot in where Delvin Cook was. But his ADP and everything has him in the dead zone. So I'm scared because everybody else is. I would have felt confident. If if I would have looked at the rankings this year and he was going in the second round, I'd be like, that makes sense. But I looked in the fourth round, I was like, I don't want him anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I think he has a different skill set than Dalvin Cook did. Dalvin was kind of the you could split him out wide, you know, you can count him in the count on him in the passing game a lot more, but Madison's a little bit more of a hard nose between the tackles. He's a bigger guy. Um, but I still think they're gonna utilize him. I think he's gonna have a big year. Um second on my list, uh this guy played in a Super Bowl, was a part of the high one of the highest scoring games of all time. He's getting no respect. No respect at all, I tell you. <laughs> Jared Goff, ah. right now is listed at QB 17. I think, again, he's going to end up being top 10. I think there's an outside shot at top five in fantasy points. I don't think he's going to be like in any conversation of like MVP or anything, but like look at what Matt Stafford did in Detroit for years. Put up fantasy points like no other, but never had anything to show for it. I think this Detroit team is a little bit better. I also think Goff had a great year last year. I think he's going to build on that. I think they're a little bit better this year. All around, a few more targets. So I have Goff moving from QB 17, 116 overall. He's QB 17. Yeah. Wow. I know. I know. They, that, I, like I don't the have last a list. round of draft stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, you know, after you get your top tier quarterbacks, like, you know, you're going to be drafting Goff after guys like Dak and um, – trying to think who else like he'll fall below Dak Trevor Lawrence Russell Wilson Russell well, I hope not. 
It's true. I don't know why, but it's Jimmy true. Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> if Russ is cooking anything, it's a dated crockpot meal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to get started on, on Russell Wilson. But, yeah, that's why I went with Jared Goff. I, I think uh, just for you know fantasy purposes, he's going to have a big year. Um, you know, that take might change a little bit now, knowing that Jameson Williams is like a piece of paper <laughs> and can't stay healthy or can't stop gambling. Um <laughs> We we don't condone stopping gambling on this podcast. Keep gambling. I do when the people I gamble on gamble and get suspended. That's fair. <laughs> That's it. And uh, third on my list at wide receiver 48 to 113 overall, I have Elijah Moore. Uh, just went to Cleveland from the New York Jets. Didn't really get a shot when Garrett Wilson came in. Uh, we may have, but they didn't have anybody. I, I, Zach Wilson can't throw a football to save his life. Um. But yeah, I, I think Elijah Moore playing right behind Amari Cooper in Cleveland. You know, Deshaun Watson has another, you know, a year under his belt to kind of get back into NFL action. I think he has a better year, which I think that means he'll spread the ball around a little bit more. Um, so I have Elijah Moore moving up a little bit. I'm hoping you're wrong because I'm a Donovan People Jones fan. I keep <laughs> taking on the best ball late in the rounds, and uh, I, I'm just not a believer in Elijah Moore. So I'll give you Goff. I'm not going to give you more. Thank you for. Okay. Give me Mike Williams, though. So. All right, yeah, Chargers guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to throw some uh, uh, fantasy scenarios at you. I'm going to name two players. I'll start. I'll, I'll ask Mig first, you second, Pettit. Same question. Are they all going to be the same position? The, the, it's like for like? For the most time. And just to clarify, we are going to choose the player who we would rather draft? Yes. Okay. Yes, who you would rather draft in your upcoming fantasy drafts. And uh, no thinking on it, just knee-jerk reaction. All right. Are you going to give me a countdown to answer? I, like, if you give me the question, just give me like a five, four, three, two. Because otherwise, <laughs> I'll, I'll sit here and think about it like you just told me not to. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Actually, I'll have you both answer same time. A little plot twist. Well, yeah, and if they're different, we can argue. I like it. All right. Okay. So you're the tiebreaker? I'm the tiebreaker. Okay. So you, wait. So now that we're both answering at the same time, yep. say the two players and then give us a 3-2-1, and we'll answer on one. All right. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. I'm ready. John Stamos. Uh- <laughs> John Stamos. Uh- <laughs> he wins. I choose him. Uh, Drake London, DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Oh, <laughs> oh you thought about it. <laughs> reaction time. That's tough. That's slow. Oh, okay. I'm jerk reaction. I know your knees are bad. <laughs> I'm going Drake. Three, two, one. Drake lined it. Oh, okay. We can argue. So, yeah, uh, part of my knee jerk reaction was the lack of second year hype for Desmond Ritter. I don't know what the production was with um, Drake London, you know, Mariota versus Ritter. I don't know how that kind of shook out, but I feel like I took Drake London a lot in my daily fantasy lineups. And I stopped doing that after Desmond Ritter came in. Now, was that fear of a rookie quarterback? Or was it because his production went down? I don't remember. I had to answer in two seconds. <laughs> um, but no, I'm really high on DJ Moore this year. Uh, just, you know, Justin Fields is a little bit more established. I think you know what you're going to get with him. Um, like, look at Darnell Mooney. He had a few games last year that he, he really had, like you know, high targets, decent amount of catches, yards. Wasn't consistent, but again... I just worry about the consistency of the Falcons' offense. Um, now with Bijan there, I think they're going to feed him the rock. And then Algier, same thing. Um, they're just going to run the ball a lot. Uh, maybe not 
to the extent that everybody thinks they're going to. Like you said, London had a thousand yards somehow last year. Um, yeah, that's why I went with DJ Moore. So and before Daydig tie breaks us, I'll ask you, Meg. Do you want him to side with you, or is that a good sign or a bad sign? <laughs> well, there's know. no Chargers series. <laughs> yeah, if there's a Chargers player, I'm not answering. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the tiebreaker is DJ Moore. Hey, Phew. All right, give us your reason. My reason? Uh, well, I want to know if I need to be happy about it. I listened not. in some on some uh, Atlanta Falcons training camp chatter, and I, it seems like Desmond Ritter's uh, overthrowing his wide receivers just as much as Mariota did. Uh, you don't bring in someone like DJ Moore for the capital that he spent without having every intent of throwing the ball. Uh, also with that Falcons training camp chatter is they're projecting based off the plays they're running that B. John Robinson's going to run the ball 300 times and Algier's going to run an additional 175. So that's where I get the idea that they what might. What about change. Patterson? They didn't <laughs> yeah. mention much about Patterson, but I'm sure he'll be involved some way, shape, or form. Uh, but, yeah, so DJ Moore's uh, my guy in that. Here's the next scenario. Three seconds to answer. Be better this time. Three seconds to answer. I'm on Ron St. Brown versus Devontae Adams. Three, two. Same time, God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. No need for tiebreaker. That's our first lock of the year. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next question. Christian Watson, Terry McLaurin. Watson. Christian Watson. What'd you say? Watson. All right. Ooh. Solely based on quarterback play. Oh, I took Scary Terry. I guess I have to explain. Myself. I do like Scary Terry over Watson as far as the skill set goes. I just don't know what to expect with Sam Howe yet. Watson did great I think last people, year when Jordan Love was quarterback. Yeah, and I think people were pretty high on Sam Howe. Uh, not pretty high, like as far as you know, comparing other second year or even rookie Some quarterbacks. First round rumors when he did yeah, the draft. Yeah, I, I think they're they're happy with him down there. I mean, they named him the starter. I'm pretty sure. Over yeah, uh, it's it's been done. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So um, he could be the guy. We don't know. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I, th- I picked Terry McLaurin whenever uh, the quarterback one was up for grabs, but they named it way too quickly. I was really hoping Jacoby Brissett will take that over because I'm a, I'm a Jacoby believer. Yeah, he did really well last year in Cleveland, <laughs> waiting for Deshaun to come off his suspension. Michael Pittman, Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson. All right, another lock. We all let's go with last names from here on. I keep switching. You keep switching. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, last name only. Calvin Ridley, Jerry Judy, Ridley. Ridley. Do you want us to explain these at all? Wait, is that a lock for you too? If if we have a if we have a lock, no need to explain. That means we're geniuses (laughs) and we all three pick the same person. Mm -hmm. But uh, I was on Jerry Judy was very good last year. I was on the opposite side of the fence. I picked. He was very good last year, but. Uh, like I, I talked about Russell Wilson earlier, and I'm basing all these off quarterback play because thinking about just receivers stacked up against another, the only other like controllable variable is who's throwing them the ball, and Russell Wilson just terrifies yeah, me. Yeah, I don't want to watch any Broncos at all no. this year. But no. They'll probably be better with the good coach. Let's ride right out of town. Yeah. <laughs> so Sean Payton comes in, basically yeah, says Sean Payton, that they were, yeah, I mean, they were completely garbage. Mm-hmm. He came out and said that and, and upset Aaron Rodgers. And uh, yeah, yeah, so I think he'll turn things around. If you notice, at the end of the year, Jerry Judy was just peppered with targets. But uh, yeah, I, um, Tim Patrick's out for the year, less competition yet there. Gordon Sutton, poor guy, maybe never bounced back from his injury. Yeah, so I, I think there's opportunity for Jerry Judy to be. I'm, yeah, I'm try to sneak him in on. Who did I pick teams. over him? Calvin Ridley. <laughs> okay, yeah, I really like. I, I saw one video of Calvin Ridley run a little bit faster than Zay Jones, and I'm sold on. That's <laughs> that video has been referenced on every single podcast I've ever listened. It's to. It's incredible. <laughs> they look like two different like 
it looks like me running against Calvin Ridley. And that's no <laughs> offense to Zay Jones. He just was crisp. And, I mean, Calvin Ridley was awesome in Atlanta. I mean, even when Julio was still in his heyday, Ridley still produced. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not like he took a year off for an injury, and it, it seems like he didn't stop working out, yeah. stop training. Um, yeah, it'll take a bit. To, with his cleats. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'll take a minute to get back to game speed, but I think Calvin Ridley's due for a good one. All right. Next comparison. Sky Moore, Jacoby Myers. Neither. <laughs> I said more, but I kind of agree with Pettit. <laughs> I am going. I'm going more as well. I like Jacoby Myers, but he's a slot guy, and so is Hunter Renfrew. So I mean, judging do? by his only game against the Raiders last year, he is a Raiders diehard. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't remember what I'm talking about, the uh, lateral play where he threw it. Oh, straight no, to Chandler yeah, Jones for the walk-off <laughs> touchdown in a tie game. <laughs> Um, that one. Yeah. I mean, Jacoby Myers is a solid receiver. Um, but again, quarterback play, Jimmy. And where's he going to play if he's not going to play in a slot? Or is yeah. Hunter Renfrew not going to play in a slot? I don't I, understand. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, what do you? Who's your pick for those? No, we locked on that one. I, I picked Sky Moore as well. Right. Yeah. That's a lock we're not going to advertise because they ain't going to get nobody. It's like a little combination lock. Maybe a lap master <laughs> yeah. lock. With yeah. a little key. It's not a big one. This might be one of those uh, – uh, me like in the Chargers scenarios, but I'm really high on Sky Moore this year. I think I'm just buying into the hype. There is some DC chatter about it, um, but I also look at that uh, rookie they drafted late, Rashi Rice. Rice yeah. I think he's going to – and, I mean, Kelsey's obviously going to get the majority of targets. In the like Ross, that. dude. They've they got Richie last James year. as well. Yeah. MVS, and Kadarius Tony. Then you obviously have Kelsey right. in the And, like, all the great quarterbacks over the last however many years, they spread yeah. the ball around. I'm going so. Kelsey or nothing else on that. Yeah, you're probably right. So I'll uh, bite the bullet on that one and probably draft Scott more late and regret <laughs> it later. <laughs> uh, you guys already know my answer to this one. Mike Williams, Marquise Brown. Williams. Williams. That one didn't seem like much of a comparison. He's a quarterback. I don't know. Uh, is, it, is Colt McCoy filling in? I thought it That's who it was. It? No, it's uh, I have to look this up. Is it blah? <laughs> David Bleh. David Bleh. Bleh. I think it's David Bleh. David Blau. The the uh, the Cardinals don't want to win any games. So here's the only reason Caleb Williams, Marquis yeah. Brown made it in that running is because they're not going to win any games. They're going to be playing from behind and they're going to have to throw the ball and there's no one there that can catch the ball yeah. with the exception mm-hmm. of Hollywood. I think he's a fine pick, but I would take Williams over him for sure. Yeah, and uh, so Kyler Murray's status to be determined. He he said, oh, I might make it. Week one, but they have their rookie the from Houston too, Clayton Tune. Like, is Bleh the starter? Um, Google tells me Kyler it could Murray. be anybody. Can you Google if the Arizona Cardinals are a football team in the NFL? <laughs> no, because I'm not sure about that either. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, I think they're just kind of a sad story this year as far as fantasy value for anybody. So, Mike Williams by default. Maybe James Conner as an RB4 on your team. Yeah, <laughs> I like Conner as an RB2. Yeah, I mean, I. Yeah. There's some. They yeah. just. <laughs> volume's all that matters. It's true. Uh, Volume is all that matters. It's, just, it's making me physically Yeah, Ill. I can't. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Traylon Burks, Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk. All right, good. It's not Trey Locker is hurt now too, right? Yeah, it's like sprain. It a I think. sprain. He's expected back week mm. one. Hopkins screwed that up though. Yeah, he did, and probably Ayuk the rest is, of his career. I think way more talented than Burks. I think Ayuk is, is, is so much sneaky good. It's just 
so can't trust a 49 or yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a tough one that's another <laughs> late rounders there quarterback killer kyle shanahan yeah <laughs> kyle's efficient quarterback killer kyle pitts darren waller waller, waller. good i took the wallers as well have you heard anything about from the Giants training camp? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean look at last year, too. Um, Danny Dimes likes his tight ends. Wasn't a lot of wide receiver production, but he had a good year. And I think Darren Waller's pretty crazy talented the tight end position. He could uh, – I did read somewhere today that it could be like a great value brand Mahomes to Kelsey connection type great thing. With, yeah, I mean, it's – Dr. Thunder to Dr. Pepper. Right, yeah. It's not going to be the same, but um, – yeah, I could certainly see him getting the majority of targets. Yeah, I like Waller this year. If Waller stays healthy, I think he's the tight end three on the year. Okay. Above Goddard, uh, below Andrews and Kelsey. Yeah. If he stays healthy. they have. Yeah, like, that's that's a big if. They have like seven wide receiver threes in their time, team. Right. Like Paris Campbell, Shepard, Slayton, mm-hmm. Wondell Robinson. They're all slots, too. Sterling <laughs> Shepard. Yeah. Isaiah yeah. Hodgkins. Mm-hmm. He was a uh, winner for me last year. <laughs> All right, last comparison. Okay, got a couple bad boys: Jameson Williams, Alvin Kamara. Kamara. <laughs> All right, unanimous. Well, Kamara's Kamara. got three games, and J- Jameson has six. Yeah, games. It's strictly based on that alone. And then we didn't really get to see Jameson Williams do much last year. Yeah, and kind Derek Carr loves to dump the ball off. He does. Dump check, it right. Check down. King. And Kamara's a great dump. Mm-hmm. Dump catcher. I was hoping to <laughs> sneak one Jameson in there just because all the hype surrounded him. He's gone really early in drafts despite his six-game suspension, despite being injured already with a hamstring, despite never showing himself. Right, yeah. Uh, I but, think he's one of those guys. Like I think it was Michael Thomas last year or two years ago when he was hurt and everybody thought he was going to come back. Yeah. Like trying to sneak him in like the seventh round, but it was way too high still. Obviously, because he didn't play, but I carried him in my hour spot all last year, and then yeah. they brought him in, and they didn't hardly use him. So I think he is good and the big play potential, but I'm not going to think about him at all this year. <laughs> good, probably for the best. All right, on to our next topic. Uh, this we're on to the betting side of things now. Uh, NFL player future bets. Mig, who will be the NFL MVP this year? That's a drum roll. drum roll, if you can't hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, my choice for NFL MVP, Shiesty, Joe Burrow. I think there's going to be like an MVP carousel of all of the top quarterbacks. Like, I don't think Herbert's going to get one, but it's going to be like Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, You don't Burrow, think Herbert's going to get one. Do you know what team he plays for? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, no, I think uh, all the pieces are there. They were able to keep the band together. You know, Mixon took a cut, come back, and they still have Higgins, still have Jamar Chase, still have Tyler Boyd. Um, yeah, Joey B, that's my choice. I like it, as long as he doesn't have to miss a few weeks. Right. How about you, Pettit? Well, I think that you picked Herbert, so I'm going to pick somebody else here. I did not pick you Herbert. You didn't. I got a little Herbert action here, and I also oh, got some oh. some yeah, Lawrence some Lawrence action here. For MVP. <laughs> I think it'll probably be Mahomes, but... I do like Trevor Lawrence, though, it's a, It does, like you said, it's a carousel. And I think what well, you've been talking this whole time... I haven't downed your Chargers liking. That was just big, by the way. <laughs> I like the Chargers. I've been kind of okay about <laughs> it. And I think Colin Morrow definitely helped, especially their old OC was awful. And uh, I think the Jags are going to be a lot better this year. Playing in that division, he's going to look even better. I can't believe this is the first time we're talking about the Jags. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, 
kind of wish we would stop <laughs> for my own personal gain. <laughs> we had some Ridley action earlier. Yeah, do we want to mm. stop and talk about the Jags a bit? Get it out there? Because... Uh, I just love them so much. I know they. Wait, wait. Let's let's hold it. Okay, we're we gonna hold segment. it. Okay, okay, yeah. right, okay, okay. Pretend you didn't hear any of that. All right, all right. Got a surprise for you. Later. All right, okay. Lawrence, gotcha. All right, uh, my NFL MVP is going to be Joe Burrow as well. Uh, the odds I checked yesterday was plus seven fifty. Uh, for all the same reasons you said, Mig, they got the band back together again. He's one great quarterback, and it's always difficult to compete against Mahomes, but. Uh, I just I just don't know how often Mahomes can do it. I think it's Burrow's year again. Or and uh it brings us on to uh rookie of the year. Uh, Pettit, why don't you start this one? Well, I took the obvious pick and it's the only thing I wrote down, so I got Bijan Robinson. He's gonna get all you know, three hundred touches. Focal point he was drafted yeah. by draft capital. It's just it's an obvious pick. Yeah, and I think we might be able to make this quick because he's, he's going to get the keys mm-hmm. to the car, and as long as he drives a little bit, he's going to be the rookie of the year. I think he's going to see the most action out of any of the rookies. Bijan Robinson is my pick for rookie of the year. Not a lot of value there, but I think it's a lock. <laughs> Bijan Robinson, it's a lock. <laughs> Plus 275 odds. Uh, I mentioned earlier the 300 projected carries for him. I think we're looking at someone that could uh, imitate what Zeke Elliott and Saquon Barkley did for their rookie years. All right. Guys, that's our first three dads lock. Three dads lock right there. Three dads lock. We did it. That basically means put your money on it. It's guaranteed. You won't lose. You'll only win. You should put your life savings on it. <laughs> you bet a dollar, you get 250 <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then the comeback player of the year. One stipulation on this, it cannot be DeMar Hanlon. He is... Minus 285 odds. Apparently, if you survive a heart attack on the field and then continue to play, you are, the by default, the comeback player of the year. That's fair. That is very fair. Mm-hmm. And I, I think not to discredit Tamar, I think that's too easy of a pick. We wanted to make mm-hmm. this a little more entertaining. Um, you want me to go first? Please do. So, I've got... It's kind of a wild card here because I don't know if his production is going to match what you would think it would. Uh, like Geno Smith last year, he had a great year, and that's why he won comeback. I mean, he had obviously been in the league for the entirety, um, didn't miss any time or anything like that. But uh, I'm going to go a little bit different direction. I'm going to go with John Mechie, wide receiver for uh, the Texans. Uh, I think he overcame cancer. Yep. Cancer-free, he's, uh, he's back on the roster now. And I do think he's going to get some time. If C.J. Stroud can sling the ball, I think he'll be a part of it. I like it. I got him in a dynasty league too, so mm-hmm. double like it. Let's hear yours, Daydig. Well, my guy did not overcome, uh, did not cheat death. Uh, <laughs> my guy just did not play much last year due to injury, and uh, I, I used to be the biggest anti uh, Lamar Jackson person there was, but uh, just the things the Ravens are doing, uh, drafting Zay Flowers, uh, Bateman the year before. Hey, bring in Odell Beckham. I, I just think they're building a team around Lamar Jackson. They trust him to throw the ball, and he, he has put up the numbers. And if the NFL looks past people that cheat death, I think Lamar Jackson could have a very good year and could be the comeback player of the year. Yeah, I think that might be a slam dunk. I got him too, and guess what his odds are? Plus 2,500. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bet right there, folks. Yeah, I don't know what the criteria is for comeback player of the year, but if he qualifies for yeah, guess says he qualifies. Right, so I mean, does. yeah, it was injury too, and if you look at, like, it was Geno Smith that won last year, correct? I believe it was. Yep. 
Um, I mean, yeah, he did. Like I said, he didn't even miss any time. He just lost the starting job, punched a teammate in the face. This was a nub for seven he years. Get in the face. <laughs> I think I, you're thinking of. Uh, I don't recall the punch. I'm going to look this up because there was a punch involved. With there Jimmy was Smith. another quarterback that. How many quarterbacks are punching people in the face during the season? <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, it wasn't Geno Smith. It was the other guy. Seattle. Was, who was Smith drafted by? Was it the Jets? He was the Jets, yeah. Maybe it was Geno Smith. I thought it was another mobile quarterback. Gino that was Geno Smith. Got punched in the face? Yeah, I'm looking at a, uh, well, actually, written got, got by. punched or punched someone? From the Sporting News, Joe Rivera, Geno Smith sucker punch. Revisiting the locker room fight that marked the beginning of the end with the Jets. <laughs> so Smith was the puncher, not the punchy. I still don't know. <laughs> Maybe but there's punch. a punch, and Smith was involved. <laughs> That's how you get comeback play of the year. Uh, no, he got punched in the face. Oh, probably deserved it. By a defensive end, so that probably hurt. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, I mean, he just kind of lost his opportunity to be a starter, came into Seattle, won the job over... Um, Drew Locke. Drew, Drew Locke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, won the job over Drew, Drew Locke. Locke. Come over on a trade. Mm-hmm. And Correct. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he did a hell of a job. So, I, I think, like, looking at Lamar, like, his ceiling's exponentially higher than what Geno Smith is. It's pretty good odds, too. Yeah, yeah I think I might bet it. it. Might get some exposure there. I think I might have to do that as well. You already have money on it? Of course. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, more bets for you. Uh what team is projected? What team do you project to beat their Vegas over odds? I'll go first here because I made us hold something in the uh, hopper. Oh, oh, we got the Jags at nine point five. How many do you think they're going to get? No, oh, I didn't do the math. I'm going to say probably thirteen, right? <laughs> no, I hate the number thirteen. <laughs> I go ten, eleven. Yeah. I agree. I I love the Jaguars this year. You got them written down as well? I, I don't. Uh, oh. I mean, their, their defense worries me at times. Oh, it's just going to be a Jag party. I, I wish it was. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I do not have the Jaguars. I I have the Packers. Uh, unexpectedly, they're over right now is 7.5 with minus 120 odds. Uh, so if you look at the Packers historically, they, they win the division. You have Jordan Love, an unknown person. Uh, but they kept him on the team for a reason. They didn't go scouting for a quarterback. They let Aaron Rodgers go for a reason. They see something in him. And uh, the Packers, are, they're not the team we're used to. They're no Devontae Adams. But I, I think they do have pieces in play. And uh, if you look at their division, they played the well, – look at their their division's week. Uh, so they also play the Bears, the Falcons, the Saints, the Lions, the Raiders, the Broncos, Vikings, Rams, Steelers. That's the start of their season. Uh, those are very winnable games, uh, especially the, the the Falcons and the Raiders, the Broncos, Rams. I hate saying the Steelers is a winnable game, but but it truly is. Uh, so they have a very easy schedule is what I'm getting at. In 2021, they won 13 games. Yeah, that's with Aaron Rodgers and company, but I, I, I think they can get to eight wins. Uh, I like it. It's something that you guys didn't ask me for, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. <laughs> is I also like... The Browns under. Oh, right. boy. Unsolicited Browns. <laughs> Unsolicited Browns. <laughs> so they're, it's nine and a half at minus 135. So 
The Browns play the Ravens and Bengals twice. They historically split against the Steelers. So let's say split against all three of those. That's already three losses right out the gate. They also face the Titans, the 49ers, the Seahawks, your Jaguars, the Jets. And uh, if you if they lose all those games I just said and they split, that's eight losses already, which means they don't hit their win total. So I, I just like What is their win total? Uh, nine and a half. Yeah. I think the Browns are tricky because the whole season rides on if Deshaun Watson can play football again now that he played last year after two years. So I don't know, but I mean, the, I don't pieces, hate it. the pieces are there for them to do it. But as we have to often remind you, Dating, that the Chargers will be the Chargers, the Browns, more so than the Chargers <laughs> will always be the Browns. I do believe that. They always find a way to. God hates them. Cleveland. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> they always find a way to browns themselves out of a good situation. Granted, I mean, a couple years ago, they did have that pretty monumental playoff win over the Steelers where they just destroyed the Steelers in the first half. Let's not talk about that. Um, yeah, no, we're not going to talk about that. Um, is that all you got? That's all, that's all I got. I got one more that oh, I didn't say got, earlier. Oh, you got I might be stepping on your well. toes. Yeah, I, I think you might be stepping on my toes. Step I'm going to let you go then. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to back you up and say that I also had the Jags at over nine and a half. Did you um, write down two teams? I did write down two oh, teams. Oh, I hope it's the same two teams. Same win me? total? Yep. Mm-hmm. Same uh-huh. division as Dating's pick. Nope. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I did Detroit Lions over no. nine and a half. I think they're going to win that division. I don't trust Kirk Cousins to win, what, 12, 13 games? Um, I, I, over nine and a half, I do have them at 11 wins. What do you trust Kirk Cousins to win? Probably. <laughs> oh, is that your choice? No, because you said it's not the same no, division. But I just like um, bowling, darts. Back Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> I, I think Kirk Cousins, uh, and uh, those of you listening, I don't know if you watched the uh, quarterback series on Netflix, um, did not help Kirkers much in his uh, his view of, of how people look at him. Great guy. think he's a great guy, good family man, wife picks out his, his clothes. I, I don't know. I, I get respect for the man after the show. Yeah. I did. Yeah. No, I, I do to too. This. I mean, the dude loves football. But anyway, back to so. I'm really high on the Jags this year, and like you know, back to the the fantasy talk we had earlier. I like a lot of their players. Same thing with the Lions. Um, might like their players a little bit less. Amon Ross St. Brown, I think, is a slam dunk. Like I said, I think Jared Goff's a sleeper. Um, yeah, I like them to win more than nine and a half games. I got my other nine and a half. Lots of nine and a half. It's a hot number. This is a hot number. The Saints. Mm. For a lot of the reasons with the Jags, bad division, bad division. improved Very team. Very bad division. Yeah, I don't. We're right back to Derek Carr. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, I think the Saints feel lucky to me. I can't believe uh, there wasn't anybody else who. So, I will preface that with I made a very large parlay. Long shot parlay with all the division winners, and there's always a few upsets here and there. And I do have an upset in that division. I'm not going to release what that is. We'll get into that at a later date. But that's why I'm not high on the Saints because I need to convince myself that I made the right choice. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> and then, uh, who will be the Super Bowl winner this year, Nick? I'm going to go with the runner-up last year, Eagles. I. I think their offensive line got a little bit worse. They lost uh, Sumelo, who went to Pittsburgh. Um, I, I think they've stayed about the same in the running back department. I think Miles Sanders is overall more talented, but they've just got guys back there. I mean, A.J. Brown's a stud. Devonta Smith's a stud. Jalen Hurts. 
Um, coming off an MVP caliber season, their defense got better. I mean, they replaced Javon Hargrave with a younger, faster, more terrifying guy. In uh, as you heard in my rookie analysis, I, exactly. That's that's kind of where I'm going. So yeah, I think the Eagles get back there. I think the uh, Super Bowl Super Bowl lands in the NFC this year. And there's a lot of teams that I really wanted to pick, but it's just hard to look. Where are they at in terms of favorites? Are they second? I want to say they are second or third. I don't know the order. I know their odds. I don't know the order. Were their well, odds? Yeah, plus, what do you got them sitting at? Plus 650. Plus 650. I think that's, I think that's I good think value the are plus too. 400, right? Yeah, that's good value for, for a future if you, you know, if you get it in now. Yeah. I Especially the NFC's a lot less of a gauntlet. So Right. If you could way increase your chances of making it to the Super Bowl, then you increase your chances of winning the Super Bowl. So that makes a lot of sense. What do you got, Daydig? I also have the Eagles. Hey. Oh. <laughs> so I hyped up their uh, rookie class earlier, filling all the gaps they needed. Uh, yeah, they, they didn't lose much of anything. Uh, I, I just, I don't want to. I'm not an Eagles fan, but I am a fan of plus six fifty odds and. I think they're going to do it. In a little, a little fun fact: the last three years, I was able to project who's going to be in the Super Bowl, and two the last thirds, three years, last three years, two thirds of the time I got it right to who won it. So, okay, all so, right. So, who do you have winning the AFC this year? Then I didn't think that one through yet. Only the <laughs> I mean, we still got time. It's preseason. Knee-jerk reaction: I would just say the Chiefs again. I would say a repeat Super Bowl, just because yeah. the yeah. Chiefs are who they are. Uh, but as boring as that is, Mahomes, yeah. we're witnessing greatness. Well, I mean, while Dadig was, you know, thinking about the Chargers, I was thinking about who's actually going to win the AFC. And I, it, it's going to come down to, I think, any of the three, the Bills, Bengals, Chiefs, but I think either one of the – I have the Bengals. Um, just to follow up with my Joe Burrow MVP pick, but I think they fall to Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Petty, Sounds like got? I'm going to be the Bills guy. You're going to be a Bills guy. <laughs> Is it time? Yeah, I got the Bills. They, uh, they're they a good, you know, solid team all around. They I love the tight end Kincaid that they drafted in the first round, especially if they play him at the slot, which they've had trouble with in the past. And they seem they're a team that's talented enough to win, and every year they're in the top handful of favorites. They seem like a team that's gonna win it. It just seems when and not if. So they're plus nine hundred. I think they're third or fourth favored. So uh I'm going Bills. I think it's it's so hard to pick like the obvious team, which I think would be the Chiefs to repeat, because you're like, ah, oh, there's not that many repeat champions. It hasn't happened in X amount of years. That's why I didn't do it. It's so hard to do that, but when you look at them on paper, like, yeah, why and why not? Why mm-hmm. didn't? But I did the same thing to myself, and um, yeah. Anyway, all right, uh, on to uh, our our final topic of the day. It's called Dad Desserts. This could be absolutely anything we put our minds to. It does not have to be sports, but we do encourage it. Uh, I will save myself for last. Uh, um, I do kind of have a topic on this. That's it kind of ties in with Pettit's last comment. Um, Bells? Yeah. <laughs> do you believe in the Madden curse? I didn't think that I did until I saw Josh Allen on there, and I was like, I can't bet the Bills. Didn't somebody break the curse or no? It, I think it's been broken multiple times, but when, but most recently when it has gone bad, it's gone so bad. Like AB on the cover went bananas, yeah. <laughs> got his head taken off by Vontez Perfect. Uh, went it, mentally it, insane. It, yeah, um, 
there are, I could go through examples, but uh, it's obviously a thing that people talk about. So, how far after Michael Vick on the cover of Madden, Madden did the dog which, incident take place? I think was that. I think it was the season after. I'm not sure because I'm pretty sure he played that season. I think that was 2004. It, it was. Right? He was on the cover and he was the best Madden player ever. And then in the, the next game. season that the dog incident took place, I believe so. I'm going to do some. If that's the case, that I 100 percent right believe in the curse. <laughs> yeah, and for those of you who don't know, it is Josh Allen. If I didn't say this year's Josh Allen, this year's Josh Allen oh, on the boy. cover of Madden. I would um, hate to have him as my Super Bowl. <laughs> well, yeah, that's kind of why I wanted to kick this off with that question, just because it's like I think Mahomes break, broke the curse. Yeah, but yeah, you know, I uh, if I was a player, I'm, I don't know if Madden pays them a significant fee to be on their EA Sports, but I'd probably avoid it at all costs unless I got a decent paycheck because I am scared of it. Yeah, like, like don't agree to be on the Madden cover when you're in a contract. Yeah, game. like do it the year <laughs> after year. you sign a big yeah. deal. <laughs> unless I'm a backup, unless I'm uh, Chase Daniels, I'd be on the cover. Chase Daniels should be on every cover. He's the best <laughs> backup ever. Chase Daniels, Gardner mm-hmm. Minshew. I do want to talk about Gardner Minshew, too. I was really excited for Minshew Mania this year. I, I didn't think Richardson would come into camp. I mean, and, still and be job, like starter, week four or but, five or something. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they shouldn't have. Uh, it's kind of crazy. Well, I mean, since anyway. Dan Snyder left the Commanders, uh, Jim Irsay has taken the torch very gracefully <laughs> in being the He's been starter. training for a while. Yeah, he has. I, I mean, it's all been there. <laughs> if you ever get a chance, go on Twitter, X now, if you will, and just read some of Jim Irsay's tweets. <laughs> I'm not going to go into any. I'm not going to read any, but they are comical. <laughs> and it kind of puts a lot of things into perspective of what's going on out with John, Jonathan Taylor and what he's up against. <laughs> um, that's what I got. Yeah, I just wanted to know your thoughts on the Madden curse, and is it going to impact your bets fantasy? Because it kind of does mine subconsciously. It's a little scary. I try not to believe in curses, but subconsciously I 100% believe in it. Uh, due to just repetitive. Uh, yeah, sure, there's onesie twosies, but there's no curse. That took place. He referenced Mahomes earlier, but just some of the, the Antonio Browns, the Michael Vicks. Like those are really bad. I think Derrick Henry examples. was on one, I believe. And I don't know. I, I got to. It's been don't a while since I've been There's been too many consistencies that, I, yeah, I'm not going to take the Madden cover guy. How about you, Pettit? All right. So my dessert. So uh, I'm in Burn Fantasy Leagues together, all three of us. And in our, all of our leagues, we do uh, competitions where you get to decide which draft pick you get. So the competitions are different, um, <laughs> but we're not talking about the competitions today. Though we do have a good one. Uh, this year, I did tons of mocks, and let's let's pretend this is a twelve-teamer mock. If you could have any draft position in a twelve-teamer, let's tell me your top four favorites. What are your top four preferred? positions to draft in a 12-team snake draft. All right, top four for me. is Number one will be the fourth pick. Number two will be the 11th. Three will be the third. And fourth will be 12th. You prefer 11 over 12? I do. I, I like knowing that I, I could see who's the person after me has back-to-back picks. Yeah, so you know you can so guess what they I want. Can t- if they already have a quarterback and and I'm split between a wide receiver and a quarterback at the 11, uh, then I know at 12 and then the second round, uh, they're not gonna they're not gonna take that person. Yeah, I've so taken I, that gamble before, and I've got burned multiple times from people being idiots. But people being idiots makes me look like an idiot. Like somebody <laughs> taking their second quarterback before I take one, and I'm like. 
You just screwed me. <laughs> I hate you, yeah. idiot. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Meg? Top how many picks now? Four. So a 12 team. I, I think the general consensus is number four would be my ideal. It kind of it eliminates a little bit of that first three people, or definitely the first two uh, conundrum you'll find yourself in because you always feel like you made the wrong pick, even though you potentially have one of the two best fantasy players of the year. Um, I'd say four is number one. Um, I'm going to go with 12. I do like having the back-to-back picks over every time I'm the 11th pick, I get absolutely destroyed by whoever has the 12th pick. Be better. As far as people. (laughs) Um, Get good. When's the last time you won a fantasy championship? It's been a while. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going to have to I'm going to go 4, 12, 3, 2. I don't necessarily want one because I know I'm going to get one of the two guaranteed, and I let that number one pick make that choice for me, and I feel comfortable with that. So, yeah, 4, 12, 3, 2. So the only real difference we had there is you had 2 and I had 11. Right, yeah. I couldn't figure it out at all this year. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 think there's, I, I decided that there's 15 players that are in, one, not first tier, but if you had to group a larger groups of tiers, I think there's 15 players I love, and there's seven players that are, I think, that are better than everybody else. So I was trying to think, do I grab one of the seven who I think are better than everybody else, or do I grab two of the 15? Luckily, I'd have... Bad pick, so I didn't even have to make the decision. But I still don't have no idea. If I had first pick, I have no idea. What yeah, I picked ninth in two different leagues this year, and I'm not happy <laughs> I, about it. I hate having the same pick because your teams look identical. I want two mm-hmm. separate teams. And I know I'm going to purposely, like, whichever one, whichever league I don't care yeah. about as much, I'm going to try something, and it's probably not going to work. And then I'm going to try what I originally thought I wanted to do in the other league, and they're both not going to work. It's a tough position. Ninth is by far the worst, I think. Yeah, that was... I don't know what I want, but I definitely don't want ninth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want anything but ninth. All right, that leaves me. So uh, a little preface of what I'm going to try to do here throughout the entire uh, lineups, blocks, and loot season is uh, I'm going to name a DC character, and uh, that DC character, we have to say who is what NFL personality. It could be players, coaches, announcers, you name it. What player personality uh, would be that character in the DC universe. From there, I'm going to take that person, crop him onto this DC character. Uh, DC is the Batman, Superman world we're talking about here. And then uh, at the end of our, our season, the NFL NFL season, I'm going to make a fan-made trailer based on our NFL players as DC characters. It's going to be wild. Why? Be- because I want to. <laughs> <laughs> so now... So we're all picking one, but does it have to be current NFL players? Uh, since this is new, no. It could be okay. anyone you put your mind to. Because I had a tough time with this one, and there's only one that stood out. I'll explain that. Is it uh, bald Tom Brady? <laughs> no. Well, I didn't, I didn't even <laughs> But name same the, idea. I didn't even name the character yet. Yeah, so, it was. Uh, <laughs> name any character is bald right, Tom so, Brady. <laughs> uh, today's episode, every good storyline needs an antagonist and the biggest antagonist of the DC universe is Lex Luthor. If you're not familiar with him, he's the villain in Superman. No superpower whatsoever. He just knows how to find kryptonite and destroy the world's most powerful superhero. So in the NFL, Mig, who is Lex Luthor? So I'm going to I'm gonna preface this with, uh, you know, I grew up 
an hour north of Pittsburgh, diehard Pittsburgh Steeler fan. Every Sunday was it was more of a ritual to watch sit down at one o'clock and watch the Steelers than it was to go to church. So painting the picture for you, a nice brisk October day. Who rolls into town? The Tennessee Titans and Eddie Goddamn George. So I say that because he's bald. Lex Luthor is also bald. And Eddie George had the Steelers number. I swear every game we played him, he would just he would run for 150 yards, two touchdowns, and we would lose. Titans had our number. It was Eddie George, and I hated him when I was a kid. So I had to dig a little bit for that one, but um, I just wanted to let Eddie George know how much I don't like him. <laughs> how would you bet it? All right, so I don't know much about Lexi Boy, but uh, if you're saying you're arch enemy, you know their greatest weakness, and you're going to use it against them. I think it's got to be Bill Belichick. I like that. That's a good one. Bald Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> can you, can you, uh, you got the Photoshop skills to make uh, Billy bald? Uh, I don't have any Photoshop skills, which makes it that much better. No, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so the paint picture of evil, to me, the NFL has taken a weird turn with the uh, special teams getting moved up, the tackling rules, the Tom Brady tuck rule, and all this evil sources back to one person. The commissioner, Roger Goodell. There's a reason he gets booed every time he sets on stage because he is the Lex Luthor. Which is my all-time favorite tradition. (laughs) Uh, Next year, bring cabbages to the draft because he (laughs) needs smacked in the face with them. Uh, So my Lex Luthor is going to be Roger Goodell. So what I'm going to do with this is some point uh, after the episode, I'm going to put all our Eddie George and Bill Belichick and Roger Goodell's face on Lex Luthor post it on our Twitter and let the fans vote on who they believe of our three is Lex Luthor, then that will be the Lex Luthor for this fan-made trailer. Uh, any closing notes for the group before I wrap this up? Guys, I'm excited to get this started. I think we had a lot of good convos today. Um, I'm really excited to get our drafts going. I know the three of us have a couple here coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, I'm pretty excited to go over those for you. And, and everything we have here coming up for this fantasy season, it's going to be a fun one. All right, that wraps up. Yeah, that wraps up today's show. Next week, we analyze the fantasy drafts to put you on top of your league. You can find us on Twitter at, at Just Three Dads. Help us grow our platform by donating to at Just Three Dads LLL on Venmo. 